0: What's up, it's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill.
1: It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. The summer of football. All you
2: can ask for is another opportunity to play this game. It burns in me. On
1: ESPN 1000. We
2: don't know how many we got. I don't know how many I got. Make it count, boys.
1: Mahomes. Flushed out again. Turning the corner. Fires downfield. Caught. Touchdown. Only Mahomes. You throw the score. You run to win. Here's Saquon Buckley. The 30, the 20, St. quiet for six. The summer of football, Eddie. Oh, Here's a quick throw to Miller. Good throw. Touchdown! Baked to Armstrong, run, book five. Booker to the end zone! Touchdown, In Burrow's got time. Launching for the end zone. Jump ball! Touchdown, Terrence Marshall! The summer of football with Jonathan Hood.
2: Yeah! No!
1: On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Indeed,
0: it is the summer of football right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So good to be back with you after a vacation last week. And so we can get right back into a talking football with you. Speaking of football, we're going to hear from former Bear Sam Ocho. He will be on the program coming up as part of Summer of Football uh, at 8.20 right here on ESPN 1000. We'll get Sam's thoughts about some of the storylines around the NFL, including the Redskins, more than likely changing their name. Uh, we had some really interesting calls, I thought, in uh, our last hour, the 7 o'clock hour, talking about, um, so if the Redskins change their name, if the Braves, the Indians, the Blackhawks change their uh, nickname, so what's next? Well, what's next is is that if people feel, if there's a certain a, a section of people that feel like it is racist, like Native Americans who have been talking about this for uh, generations now, and I know I've seen this story at least 15 years. I don't want to go over the top and say I've seen it all my life, but I know for at least 15 years of doing this, I have read stories about how people look at the Redskins uh, and believe that it is racist. And when you, take, when you just do one Google search of what Redskin means, of course it's, it's racial. Uh, racially insensitive there's no doubt and so my thought is is that if it changes from a business standpoint dan steiner will be able to get money from the new merch for whatever they change the name to and number two they'll be correct not politically not politically correct that's just some uh, buzz term that's outdated and wrong it's not about pc it's just about being c correct right And so the last thing I would want is to offend a group of people that feel like this is racist or uh, I'm going to continue to battle against your company, your team, because of what uh, you think is right when it comes to having the Redskins as a nickname for a football team, Washington racial racial slurs, uh, the Washington football team. No, I want people to be proud of the team that I own if I'm Dan Snyder. And Dan Snyder has been holding on to that Redskins name for a long time. But when you have sponsors that are pulling out uh, money talks, doesn't it? I mean, if. but here's the thing that's unfortunate, right? Here's the thing that's unfortunate. If I own the Redskins, as soon as I get the ownership, And I know that there are people that feel like the name of the Redskins is um, racially uh, insensitive. I wouldn't want to be part of that. There's no way that I want to run up my business where people, not just one pe- person, not just some troll on Twitter, but when you have Native American tribes that are saying that this depiction of Redskins, the logo and the name is wrong, I wouldn't want to be part of that. Like, okay, well, then I will change it. And it's not necessarily bending backwards. It's not about the, a side of an aisle. I couldn't care what le- couldn't care less what side of the aisle you're on because it's not about politics. What it's about is it's about doing something to make many people happy. You can't make everybody happy, but if you have a group of Native Americans that say, hey, you know what? We appreciate you uh, wanting to be able to have our Indian heritage as part of your team, but Redskins is offensive, then I would change it. It's, it's as simple as that and just and keep it moving. It's as simple as that. Digging your heels into tradition keeps you standing on the sidelines. And we had calls earlier saying, well, what about the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame? And what about... Yeah. You know, what about the Vikings? What about, well, what about it? What about it? If there are people, a, a number of people that are making a, a stink about your logo or your nickname for your team and few people are offended, it, it doesn't mean that you do it at the drop of a hat, but this has been going on for years. As I, I keep mentioning, this is not a 2020 issue. I've been reading about this for 15 years. And so it has to change. And that's why we're talking about the Blackhawks earlier talking about what of the Blackhawks that have changed their logo. I love that sweater, but I understand if there are many that look at it, especially if the native Americans that look at that and say, you know, that does not depict what we uh, consider honoring native Americans, then it'll change to something different. Nothing stays the same. You might be used to something, but if something changes, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You, you can raise your flag And you can get on social media, but you can't change it by yourself. These are groups that are saying that is wrong. And you can have a group that says that it's right, but it's up to the owners and the people that run these organizations to make that change. As we talk about this on Summer Football with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, I want to point this out regarding that story Then we have other stories we want to get to. More than a dozen Native American leaders – an organization sent a letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell today calling for the league to force the Redskins owner Dan Snyder to change the name immediately. The letter obtained by the Associated Press was signed by 15 Native American advocates. It demands that the team and the NFL cease the use of Native American names, imagery, and logos was specific importance put on Washington, which last week launched the quote-unquote thorough review in its name. So when they say thorough review, what's going to happen? But here's the thing is that when you start having sponsors like FedEx CEO, Frederick Smith, who's a minority owner, and he says that uh, they're going to take the uh, title of the sponsor uh, away from their stadium in Landover, Maryland. And you have a flood of sponsors all of a sudden saying, I want to be part of this as well. Then you can understand, right? If the native Americans are saying that's wrong and you don't budge, The sponsors are saying, hey, this is not right. And guess what? See what happens? Now, all of a sudden, Dan Steiner gets a little shaky. Like, wait, wait, not not the money. Yes, yes, the money, indeed. Uh, And so the money moves him more so than Native American people saying it's racist. Uh, That is as 2020 as possible. Um, So, Eric, you have something from uh, Adam Schefter, do you not? I do. So this is
3: Adam Schefter talking about that massive contract extension that Patrick Mahomes got.
1: The language is still being going over right now, Kevin, but I'm told that it's a $140 million injury guarantee. Mm. So Patrick Mahomes has the protection he needs. He's got the upside he wants. He's got the contract he sought. They've been going back and forth on this deal for the last few months and finally have an agreement in place to where Mahomes will sign that. But you're asking for the guarantee? $140 million in injury guarantee. The new money is worth $45 million per year on average. That's the 10-year extension worth $450 million. He had two years left, and so he's under contract to the Kansas City Chiefs through the 2031 season. (laughs) That's just sticking the knife into Bears
0: fans and then twisting it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and his mega deal, right? Mahomes... And Steinberg Sports announced this earlier today, a 10-year extension, $503 million. The agency also says that the deal includes $477 million in guaranteed mechanisms and ability to have outs if the guaranteed mechanisms are not exercised. That is a ton of money for a quarterback that they feel is a franchise quarterback. The reason why the Bears fans could probably feel a little ill tonight is because, well, you know, Trubisky and... Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were in the same draft, as you know. What if, right? But I've said this before, too. If Patrick Mahomes was in a Bears uniform, he would have been coached by John Fox and now coached by Matt Nagy. So just because Patrick Mahomes is in a Bears uniform doesn't mean that the Bears would have won the Super Bowl last year. Because it's more than just a quarterback. Yeah, you want to lock in a quarterback for a long haul, especially a young quarterback with his skill set. But also what stands out about that is, is that is got to have the right players, the tight end, like Kelsey's got to be right, the wide receivers, the running game, the offensive line, the scheme. All of that was just a perfect blend for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid finally was able to knock it down, got his Super Bowl, but Mahomes and the team were able to get it done. And so what if... Right, the biggest two words in entertainment. What if? What if Mahomes was in blue and orange? Does that mean the Bears would win the Super Bowl? No, no, because you still need to be able to have a scheme that works. Now, remember, Matt Nagy comes from Kansas City, and so you would think that some of that magic would kind of sprinkle on the Bears, but you can't have that without the right players. You can have the best book of schemes offensively, but if you don't have the players to go along with that, then it's just just a book of plays, <laughs> you know. Some of the stuff that we've seen Nagy try to pull the last couple of years, yeah, on paper, those plays, some of those, especially those trick plays, those exotic plays that he has offensively, it works with good teams. But when you are just uh, above average or average, yeah, those plays don't really work out too well. So just think about that from that standpoint. So there it is, Bears fans. So not only does Mahomes win the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, but now signs this mega deal, $503 million over 10 years. Eric, I'm going to tell you this. So $503 million, 10-year extension. Um, I have to be consistent with this. And I know that there's going to be some outs in this contract. That's a huge contract for one player. And and Mahomes might be at the top of his game now. You know that maybe after the fifth year, maybe he's not as dynamic. Maybe he will be. Who who knows? All I know is that when you have these big contracts, kind of similar to A-Rod, when he had a a $250 million contract with the Texas Rangers over – six, seven, eight years. It's hard for one player to live up to that contract. But if you win Super Bowls and you have sustained success, it's worth it. I think uh, it, 2031
3: is so far away. To hear yep. somebody sign through 2031 coming out today, it's, it's, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. It's so far away. And to think that he could be worth that $45 million in
0: 2031 is hard to imagine. Maybe there'll be some outs there where you know, but he's, he'll still be a, a young quarterback. He won't be Brady age. he'll still be able to do some stuff for the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's just a reward by saying thanks for getting the Super Bowl. I now mean, that's, that's what that is. It's a lot of question marks about that contract, but listen, he earned it from and that team earned it. Uh, based on what they did last year. Now we'll see if he can continue to get the Chiefs in a in a good position. All I know is that every time we see Mahomes get paid or win, you go back to the draft and you look at where Trubisky was drafted and then you take a look at Watson and Mahomes. Um, they're all going to be connected forever. <laughs> so so there you go. We will continue some of our football as we hear from former Bear Sam Acho. We'll get his thoughts on... Uh, the Redskins. Also, we're going to talk to Sam Acho about the NFL's plan as far as COVID-19. Is there a plan in place for covid
4: You're listening to Under the Hood.
1: Get the ESPN Chicago app for podcasts and the live stream from anywhere, anywhere. Anywhere. Download in the app store
4: today. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's
1: home
2: for sports.
0: the Hood with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000. We're doing Summer of Football. Every night at 8 o'clock we give you something football. And um, so we went through some NFL storylines, including Patrick Mahomes getting paid Kansas City Chiefs uh, quarterback. Congratulations to him for getting um, really generational wealth in a big way. They gave him a windfall of cash because of that Super Bowl. And so we'll see how his career uh, continues with the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, he's always going to be tied with Trubisky and uh, and Watson. Sucks, right? <laughs> but that's just the way things go. So good for uh, Mahomes. So Clinton Yates and I uh, were in for Watlin Sylvie on Friday. And we got a chance to talk to former Bear Sam Macho, who is a representative for the NFL PA. And we talked to uh, Sam about a number of issues. Uh, and so let's go back in time and hear from Sam Macho. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
4: I'm glad to be on. Thank you all for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so the Redskins topic is Clinton, something that Clinton and I have been talking about. There is a change that could happen with this name. What is your feeling on the Redskins name over the years?
4: Yeah, I think uh, the issue we're seeing now, and you saw it from Dan, Dan Snyder's sentiments years ago when he said that he's guaranteed you put money out of it, he's not going to change the name. And even with the press release that was just sent out that said, the team's name over ten, not 10 times, about 10 times the offensive name that people are talking about, you could tell that Dan Snyder's sentiments have not changed. And so I think that, um, you know, obviously the Native American community, sure, they want the name changed, but they also want some uh, some more um, respect and ability to, to grow their communities outside of just a name change.
2: Is this a thing among players that has any real effect on, I don't want to say who you choose to play for or anything like that, but just in the NFL, it's very much a next man up kind of situation. Everybody's trying to get their papers, stay healthy, and get out while they can. But is there any sort of odious flavor or you know around this to just for guys in the league in terms of like, man, got to deal with this nonsense again, and you know that you're going to be thinking about it the whole time either you're playing there or you're playing against them. Like, where does this rank in terms of things that players actually care about?
4: Well, as far as when it comes to signing a contract in, to play football, I think any player is going to take an opportunity to try and play and try and not only embed their career, but also their teams. But also, if you look at the other perspective, when it comes to where we are in the world right now and players using their voices from high school players to college players to pro athletes using their voices for change, I think we're going to see a huge shift into the public perception of, of what the team in Washington is, is, uh, is viewed as.
0: Sam Acho, NFLPA executive committee member, along with Clinton Gates, Jonathan Hood. On the field, Sam, we see that Cam Newton is now a New England Patriot, and a lot of people have been scratching their heads wondering what took so long for him to sign. What are your thoughts on Cam Newton as a player? Why did it take so long for him to eventually sign with the team?
4: Well, I think there's two reasons. One reason people often will talk about is the history of injuries, and more more than anything, Cam has played through a ton of injuries that, he has, they hasn't been reported as widely or as, as uh, they haven't been reported that they were as bad as they really were. So that's one issue. But I think the second issue is just the perception. Uh, Cam is perceived as a different type of quarterback. Maybe that's because of uh, his style or his attitude. Maybe some of his, uh, his race, if you want to even go that far in the way he, he portrays himself. Cam is seen as a different quarterback. And so a lot of teams, when you bring in Cam, he is going to be the star. And teams are saying, do I want this guy to be the star of my, of my franchi- franchise based on the fact that not only his, his uh, as people would say, personality, but also the injury history. So it almost is like this double-edged sword of you're not going to take a risk on him because the- he's been injured in years past. But also, uh, it keeps you from having to take a risk because you say, wait, well, hey, you know, I don't want that kind of guy leading my franchise.
2: Sam, one of the things that obviously has been a huge discussion in the NFL season has been, you know, the virus. And while they've had the luxury of being able to sort of push back, talk about how that's going to affect a lot of things because the season doesn't start for a certain amount of time. Well, it's still football. And you look across the landscape, college football programs are turning up with guys testing positive for COVID left and right, just trying to work out, you know. Where is the thought right now in terms of the safety overall for players in an already super violent sport just to being able to field a team and trying to make a paycheck? Well,
4: the frustrating part for me is that it seems like everyone's trying to fit football into their schedules with with very very little regard for COVID. And, and I say that with caution because there is regard for COVID. We're saying we're going to do whatever possible to keep the players safe. But the fact of the matter is, what happens if the thing that keeps the players safe is actually not playing? Like, what what if that's the answer? And I don't think anyone's even gotten to that point. The all the, the entire conversation has been about let's do everything we can to put all preventative measures in place. But if you just you know think about it, cases are on the rise in a lot of different states that have opened up, college campuses that have started sports, many players have gotten COVID. There are studies that show that African-Americans and people with a high BMI, which 80% of the NFL is African-American, 80% of the NFL has a high BMI. Those people in those categories have a higher tendency or higher risk to get COVID. And there are also studies that show that uh, COVID could have long-term effects on your overall health. And so you take all those statistics in, in, in one day, and you still say, well, we're going to still go out and play. To me, that doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: Along those same lines regarding COVID-19, Sam – Major League Baseball and the NHL and the NBA have a plan. I've not seen a detailed plan for COVID-19 from the NFL. No locations, no bubble situation. How does that uh, how does that make you feel as a as a player knowing that the NFL is they're, they're ready to go. They're going to play, but there's no detailed 100-page plan for it.
4: Well, that's actually incorrect. The NFL does have a plan and it has a detailed uh, maybe not 100 phase but a, a very lengthy plan. The problem is that plan just is not going to work. You can't you can't put a plan that tells every, you can't put a plan in place uh, that is supposed to have people socially and physically distanced, and then go say, "Hey, let's go play this game where you're going to be around each other, not only your own team but other teams. Not only not only that, but in practice. Uh, and we're going you know you can't put a, a plan in place that has to fit to a virus that says everyone stay apart from each other. It's just not going to work, and so I think what we have to come to terms is terms with is the fact that people, players, um, both professionally and collegiate, are having to make a tough decision: Do I play and risk my life and maybe the life of my family, maybe my health? Better yet, let's not say like my health and the health of, health of my family, uh, in order to, to to get paid, or do I take a different decision and sit out? The problem with the decision number two is that there could be some Hefty consequences, fines uh, from your team. Um, some teams potentially could could cut you or release you if you're not available, losing your losing your spot. There could be consequences if you make uh, make a, a different decision than what everyone else makes.
0: Is is there some? Are there bullet points of that plan that you could give us? Because I'm not privy to it.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some of the things that are in place are um, ways to contact, trace, right to 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 see. Who, so obviously daily testing, or it's not daily every other day, but outside of that, if someone does test positive for COVID, tracing who they've been in contact with for over 10 minutes, right? Because the studies show that if you're in contact with someone for over 10 minutes, you have a higher likelihood of getting COVID. And so tracing that. There's also talk of, uh, for lack of better terms, quarantining players, keeping players um, away, away from society for a certain period of time for training camp. There's talks of following all the CDC guidelines, for travel, for hotel, for flight. There's talks of um, some of the, the staff will call it essential football personnel versus non-essential football personnel. And there's different tiers, right? The players would be in a certain tier. Then you'd have the coaches and possibly a different tier. Then the ancillary staff, whether it's food services or in the man- people in management in a different tier and keeping those tiers as far away from each other as possible. So there, there are plans in place. The problem is those plans – cannot defeat COVID. is all i'm trying to say i don't know how else you want to you 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 can do you you do the best you can it's like a plan in place to try and stop a tornado you could have tornado coverings you could go and do a shelter but that tornado will cause damage no matter how much of a plan you have and that's the that's the uh, conversation that i think a lot of people are missing
2: okay we've got one last question for you this is an extremely important matter sam what is your favorite Negro spiritual? Since this is apparently what we're going to be doing before games right now. You know what I'm saying? Sing and lift every voice and sing. And I'm not trying to poke fun at anything, but I just like to imagine the mental image of players standing on the field celebrating songs that I used to sing in church with my grandma 25 years ago.
4: Yeah, well, interestingly enough, <laughs> the school that I went to in first and second grade, it was in a predominantly black neighborhood in South Oak Cliff in Dallas, and every day, Before we sang the the, the American, the U.S. anthem, the national anthem, we sang the black national anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Uh, We learned about black heroes. We learned about African-American heroes as well as as American heroes. We learned about African-American history in a way that even switching schools to, I went to after that first and second grade, I switched to the number one ranked private school in the United States. And even after switching schools, I learned more about African-American history in my first and second grade years than I did in my entire time at the other school that I went to. And so, uh, I think there is importance in in, in paying tribute to African American history. I think there's import- importance in in talking about things that haven't been talked about, whether it's um, uh, Juneteenth or the Tulsa riots or Jim Crow laws or even Black Codes or even uh, you know slave catching units, right? Police uh, that people often talk about. That's where the police was formed from slave catching units. So there is importance and having these conversations and in singing a song and singing a national anthem. I think the interesting part is that uh, you're seeing the trending topics. People are saying boycott the NFL because, because we're going to sing the black national anthem. I mean, that to me, that's just the hypocrisy of people is just coming out loud and clear.
0: Sam, we're glad you spent some time with us. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
4: Thank y'all for having me. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000,
1: Chicago's home for sports. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the ground at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. What do you got there? This is your car? My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Now, Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN
3: app.
0: Here we go. Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, everything else in between. Right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Whew, I got a lot of outside, as you can hear. Eric, a lot
3: of it. Same. Absolutely. A little ah, scratchy. Yep, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You can hear the, uh, the last seven days in my voice. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I enjoyed myself for the uh, 4th of July. You know, the one thing that really stood out to me is that uh, the type of fireworks that we're seeing now, Eric, I, I mean, it's not even fireworks. It's pyro. That that's what that is like. The type of fireworks that was around me while I was uh, away—it's it, damn near close to what we see at a Sox game on fireworks. It's night true.
3: People are 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 spending money on those mortars right now.
0: Absolutely. How how is that? Like, so we talked to some listeners of Under the Hood last week, and they said, you know, you can go like on a website and just be able to order your fireworks. And I'm thinking, like, does, is that really? A really? like they online? just deliver it. Yes. Wow. And I'm like, isn't? I, I, I'm like, wait. Unless it's some black market. Are you sure that you can just go online and get fireworks and have them delivered to you? Those are fireworks.
3: That doesn't seem kosher at all. Like that, I don't. I don't feel like that's right at all.
0: Unless you pick him up from someplace, I understand right. it. But like, like I was in mail. Wisconsin.
3: I, I drove by so many of those fireworks stands on my way up there. Like, that that's understandable. You go to Indiana or you go to Wisconsin. But I, I, I feel bad for the Postman delivering fi- – like, what if he lights his cigarette while he's taking his walking route? Like, that's dangerous as hell. <laughs> I
4: mean –
0: I mean is this I mean so what what stood out to me is just like the type of fireworks that I was seeing like deep into the sky like I've never had fireworks where it's like it's touching the clouds I've never had fireworks like that but that's what I was seeing yeah it's
3: pretty great so I was up in Wisconsin where we have a little lake house and a lake house like next to us we share the bay where all the like the boat stock and stuff like that and the campground next to us was full of like 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds who were just absolutely lit all weekend. <laughs> Saturday at like eh, 5 o'clock, we hear this loud bang. We're like, what the, what, what the hell was that? Right. We go out there and we see something smoking inside my uncle's boat, which is parked by our spot. And we're like, what the hell? We see the two of them like looking around. And so we walk down there and there are just scattered all over the ground, probably 150, 200 sparklers. I'm just like, Why, what is going on? One of them, like, burnt one of the vinyls on his boat, and it turns out the guy, the, uh, the guy was apologizing profusely. But what they did is they tied together, like, 200 sparklers and lit them off at once. That's what they did. So there was just sparkler sticks everywhere. It did not go to play as planned.
0: Wait a minute. I know. I didn't even know you could do that, but it did not work out for them. Two, like, 200 sparklers all at once. Okay, so... But see, it's not like a bottle rocket. It's just they just want to see like how much light could come the, from. I it.
3: think they thought they would only just act like sparklers, but like it's it exploded. Like they just shot in all sorts of directions.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, it, I mean, this was mild that that when I was dealing with when I was watching the fireworks. I mean, this is pretty much mild. So you know, you're just sitting there at home and. <sighs> Yep. <laughs> I mean, th- th- I mean that's that was mild compared to what I was seeing later on in the night. As, as it got darker, <laughs> you started to see like guaranteed rate type fireworks. I'm like, where are you buying this from? Those are expensive too. So, like people really need their fireworks. Like
3: I, I, it's entertaining, but. I'm glad. Did you notice that? I've, obviously, there was a ton this weekend. But for the last two weeks, people have just been lighting fireworks off pretty consistently by me. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I've noticed it in mid-June. People are bored. Because, look, I'm, like, I'm in South Shore. So, you know, the Indiana border is pretty pretty close here. So you can't buy them in Chicago. At least not you're not supposed to. But then you go across the border in Hammond and, and Whiting. And those places have been open for business for a while. And you see people coming across. From Indiana to Illinois quickly, and easily, and getting fireworks. So I understand, like, during this COVID-19, you're at home, and you've just been chilling, so you're just going to get a, fi- a lot of fireworks. But I'm just thinking, like, I hear the same fireworks from the same directions all the time. I'm just like, do you really have a month worth of fireworks?
3: Right. Think about how much money someone spent just, just so they can shoot off fireworks for, like you said, four straight weeks. So what about the pet? What about the pet? Yeah, you have a dog, don't you? Um, she does not like fireworks. She was not with us for the lake house, so I don't know okay. if the fireworks back at home are driving her nuts, but she's, she's definitely one of them that runs and hides under the couch when she hears
0: the fireworks. <laughs> You're right there with her. Yeah, she
3: does not enjoy them at all. Because what else, what can you do for pets that are afraid? There's not like, there's, they make, like, there's called thunder blankets for dogs, and I think there are for humans, too, where they're just really heavy and they're supposed to be calming. But, like, for all they know, the, the world is just being bombed. Like, they have no idea what's going on. So they're all, it's actually kind of entertaining to watch dogs be terrified by it. it <laughs>
0: well, really they're is. supposed to be there to protect you. I mean, you're there. One.
3: I'm holding her, but she's, she's just shivering. <laughs>
0: they think the world's coming to an end.
3: They, well, I mean, imagine if you didn't know what a firework was and you're just
0: hearing those boomers going off. What was your drink of choice during the holidays? I, I, was, I, I got into Modelo Negro. I Before like Modelo Negro. That is a yes. good beer. Absolutely.
3: I was I was drinking Tito's and soda pretty much all weekend.
0: Really? So you walked around with a Tito's IV pretty yeah. much. I had a big
3: had a big ass <laughs> Yeti cup that just constantly
0: refilling. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yep. So uh, for me, it was just a lot of a lot of beer. You know what? Not not a ton of Crown. You you would think, right? For me, like a lot of crown. right. That's
3: usually your go-to.
0: Yeah. You know what? Not a lot. You know, a little a little uh, Modelo, a little Miller Light. I think at times. But otherwise, you know what? Pretty, pretty chill. Pretty chill. But just being in the sun and, and drinking uh, some beer and enjoying the vacation, enjoying the 4th, and wondering where these fireworks are coming from. Otherwise, it was just, <laughs> it was just fun.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. We had, I mean, I think I was uh, sat at three bonfires just that we lit every single night, like one one boating, skiing, tubing. And we ran the whole banter up there. Like, you do everything you can when you're doing the 4th of July. It was, it was a very solid weekend. My what aunt about? couldn't figure out what the skunk problem was, which was very funny.
0: Skunk problem? <laughs> it
3: was no skunk problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the running
0: That's so- joke. <laughs> that sounds interesting.
3: It was really funny. <laughs> and the wife's fine? <laughs> yeah, she was, she's doing great. She's a trooper. She stayed up till like 10.30 one night, 11 another night. Um, and she has is, she is started absolutely show. The, the bump is, is there for all to see now. Yeah, okay, she's, she's ready. Her her back is sore, her feet are sore, but she um, otherwise I think she's in pretty pretty good spirits.
0: She's a big fan of the show, I know. She is. Because you're on it. I mean, so- <laughs> <laughs> that is. Tales from the hood right here on ESP has nothing to do with me, is you. Um, and that's Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN one thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, as you're listening to Under the Hood
1: Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJ Hood. Don't forget,
0: we start at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock right here on ESPN1000. We start with a baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company, and then Under the Hood starts at 7, as we always do. But don't look for me at like 7 and say that's when you start. I start at 6 with a baseball show. So that's going to be that way Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, you could find me. And don't get forget the baseball show. It has its own separate tile on the ESPN Chicago app. So if you missed the baseball show earlier, my thoughts on the Cubs and Sox and taking calls and um, getting some gambling advice about the Cubs and Sox, go to the baseball show tab on the ESPN Chicago app. And, of course, Under the Hood is right there as well. As where we start our show at 7 o'clock for Under the Hood. But look for me every day now at 6 o'clock right here. Chicago's home for sports ESPN 1000. So I had this argument with Clinton Yates. As I mentioned, uh, Clinton Yates and I were in for Waddle and Sylvie um, on ESPN 1000 and on the network on Friday. And so we were, (laughs) we're going back and forth on the best. um, I guess Eric, you could say it it was, uh, it it was like one has to go, right? That was the name of it. Like one has to go. It's four uh, black couples for television. Uh, sitcoms and so listen to clinton yates try to tell me pretty much tell me that martin
2: and gina uh, out of the four have to go okay first of all we got a lot of former shout outs we got to do so this is one gotta go which is a throwback to the morning roast throwback to joel anderson used to bring one gotta go on to the show and we used to pick them but i saw one just you know looking through the tl killing a little time on a friday afternoon on a holiday weekend and i see oh one's gotta go with four couples dwayne and whitley fancy and jamie kyle and maxine gina and martin now if you're not familiar with those pairings dwayne and whitley from a different world fancy and jamie from a jamie Foxx show kyle and maxine from the greatest black sitcom of all time living single we'll discuss that later (laughs) and gina and martin from martin and when i look at this first of all this is very difficult yes it is on 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 spec You know, this is Dwayne and Whitley are classic. This is the most hard to get over. Yeah, this
0: is the most difficult choice I've had to make all day. You understand that, right?
2: (laughs) It is. I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not denying that. And now the underdog here is Fancy and Jamie because a lot less people watch that show. You got to be blackety black on a certain level (laughs) to really be familiar with the Jamie Foxx program. That's not even the name of it. It's called the Jamie Foxx show. But, like, I would (laughs) not be surprised if a fair amount of people were not familiar with Fancy and Jamie. However, Fancy and Jamie were a great couple. Okay? They kept that hotel running when they needed to. All right? That was fantastic. And then, of course, we have Kyle and Maxine, the passive, aggressive gods, when it came to how to communicate with your partner in a way that involved nothing but disdainful looks and sly insults. Okay, that was an excellent storyline in general. And, the you know, cliffhangers, season-ending cliffhangers with them. True. And then we have Gina and Martin. And now Gina and Martin get a lot of credit, stuff that I don't know they deserve that much credit for, Hood. Okay? Listen, I'm a brother from D.C. who yells on microphones, so I understand the importance of Martin in the cultural iconography of what it is in black America. But Martin and Gina were toxic. Okay, they literally just insulted each other in front of their friends all day long. I was not here for that. It always made me kind of uncomfortable. I think Martin and Gina got to go.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. First of all, the answer to the question that you're looking for is Fancy and Jamie because of the, um, you know, because it was on the WB network and you needed a nice antenna to be able to watch the WB in your area. So that's one thing, right? It wasn't on a powerful Fox network like, you know, you saw from Gina and Martin and it it wasn't on NBC like, you know, like Dwayne Whitley or... Again, Fox, what we're talking about with uh, Kyle and Maxine. Maxine, you know I hate you, right? Even though I really love you. I mean, so, <laughs> so, I mean, that that's a whole thing, right? There's no question. Fancy and Jamie, it's, again, it's very difficult. Very difficult. But I'm How just going to say it right now. That? Fancy oh. and Jamie have to go, sir.
2: I'm not buying that. Okay, what? first of all, Fancy and Jamie might be the most talented two people combined in this list. That's not period.
0: the topic. You know that's nope, that, That's Again, not the topic. Don't I'm not getting
2: rid of the couple I like the most just because they were on the show that was seen the least. All right? Jamie and Fancy have pulled off some hijinks to the high heavens that Martin and Gina couldn't even get out of their living room arguing about before they had to accomplish. All that's
0: right? Be- that's because of Gina's friends and because of Martin's friends. It's always a, They never had the alone time. That's the only issue. I mean, to me, that's the show. The reason why we have to hold them up and put them in high esteem is because they're the show that we look at. People say, "Hey, I got this Seinfeld line." Well, I don't know what that is because I was watching Martin. Sorry, <laughs> right? I, so, like, so, so when when people try to shoot me Seinfeld lines, I go, "I've never seen that show, but I watched Martin." How about them apples? I only had one spot on the VCR, and it was for Martin and not for Seinfeld. How about that?
2: Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You're a Martin stan, I guess. Enough with the friends, okay? You, uh, Every single he, the time we have a conversation about sitcoms, a white guy wants to jump in and tell me about Friends.
0: Oh, uh, uh, right? I think you mispronounced Living Single, but nonetheless. Shout out to Ross and Rachel.
2: <laughs> anyway, Living Single. See, the thing is here, too, is that Kyle and Maxine are underrated as well. Yes, they because are. Because they, <laughs> they were never really together together on the show. So yes. you never really got to experience the black love in the same way. I remember I was watching Living Single just a couple days ago. Grant Hill was on this episode ah, where he comes and that. Khadijah falls in love with him and he Absolutely. falls in love with her. Absolutely. And she says, you can't stop your lifestyle for me, Grant Hill. I'm Khadijah. I got to run my, my, uh, my magazine and you got to go play basketball. Grant Hill did a great job of acting in that, by the way, because he gets injured in the photo shoot. It's a whole yes, thing. Yes, I recall that. And, um, I watched this. Yes. It was a fantastic <laughs> episode. Yes. So my point here is that living single, that relationship was underrated. You know what be- I mean? And better than really friends, by the way. got into it. And better right. than Friends, they ne- yes. They never really got into it the same way they should. Whitley and Dwayne obviously cannot be messed with. that's. No. that's I mean, listen. Baby, please! Yes. You can't do anything about that. That's you one put- of the most hardcore love scenes in the history of black American television that should be on once a year for families to watch and gather around.
0: Along with Clint Yates, Jonathan Hood on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, I would agree with you that, that I believe that Dwayne and Whitley is really, it's the it's the chapter and verse of how to be able to chase a woman, wanting, to, wanting her to be in your life, and then it, you succeed, right? Because there were layers to that storyline for them, to, for oh, yeah. Dwayne and Whitley for. Them to be able to come together because Whitley didn't care about people. She was she was stuck up, but Dwayne was able to break her down to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm a man. You know what? I'm a good dude, and so you, we should go out. We should be together." And you saw what happened there. But the idea that Fancy and Jamie would be on this list over Gina and Martin is just ridiculous. It, it's a, look at
2: how Fancy is holding Jamie. You can see the love there. Okay, your take. They your take. Worst be- take. They, they, they <laughs> were <oranges laughs> together Radio. because they didn't have anybody else to be with. Okay? Jimmy was working. Fancy yes. was in the family business. They didn't uh. have to like each other. He yeah. broke her down as well through his sweet songs and his ability to show his ability to work for her <laughs> and the bottom line for her family and her father. <laughs> Don't be sleeping on Jamie and Fancy now.
0: Yeah, the, the, on the lesser WB, that's the problem. That's, the, that's right. the issue. Like, not enough people saw it. I mean, you and I saw it. And I just i just think that if you're going to eliminate one, it would be them. And it hurts my heart to say that. But those are three strong black couples right there.
2: Fancy well, the Four and strong black
0: couples, okay? But, yeah. They're all big. Yeah. All
2: right, fine. But,
0: I mean, for you to minimize Gina and Martin as less than,
2: I'm That's not minimizing really- them. I'm just saying that this is kind of this is kind of overrated. Gina and Martin oh. as a couple are overrated. Gina and Martin as characters <laughs> on the show are correctly rated. That's what oh. I'm saying. you lucky. You're lucky. Just a step up. I like Hit the Chandler duck. and Monica. You get right? out of here, Pat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get I'm out of go here. Go home and watch me, the Jamie Foxx show right now. How about that? <laughs> it's
0: fine. You can't, you, the
2: this, dig- you can't even sing the living single.